Welcome to another episode of the Cameron Molly Shot Cross with me is Ming Chen. What's up, everybody? And I'm Cameron Molly. Woo! Was that an end for every second, uh, one second for every Yankees victory in a row? Dude, this is this is insane. It is insane. I need you to explain this I, to me. So, how many in a row? 11? 11. That's 11. 11. Now, as of, okay. As of Tuesday night, okay. the Yankees have won 11 in a row. Could have so, been twelve, but they didn't play last night. So yeah, they didn't play last night. Could have been, <laughs> could have been even more, but they had to lose that Field of Dreams game. No, yeah. Well, hey, was that the last game they lost? Yeah, that was the last game. That was the last game they lost. Last game they lost was the Field of Dreams game, and now they've just won every game since. Yeah, it's been quite a stretch. Uh, longest win streak since nineteen eighty five. I read. Yeah. So thirty six years. Yes. Thirty six years. Yeah. Um. I mean, you couldn't have seen this coming based on the way they played for the first, I don't know, nine, Four, nine, like 98 three games. Months. Yeah. They were 41 and 41. And since then, I think they have the best record in baseball. Yeah. So just something in just crazy. And since that, since the heartbreaking loss in Fenway. Yes. Where Domingo Romana had no hair through seven innings and then the Yankees proceeded to blow the lead in the eighth. They did. They are twenty three and five, which is their okay. best stretch of games since I believe the fifties. I don't know. Wow. I know they've won ten straight series, which is their most since the fifties. I mean, you can't argue with that record. Twenty three. Uh, the Orioles don't even almost don't even have that many wins total. So <laughs> they have thirty nine. So hey, your guys uh, snapped that big losing yeah, streak. Yeah, they, they had their own streak going on. It wasn't a win streak. It was a 19-game losing streak. Finally, finally broken last night uh, as they hit three home runs off Shohei Otani. Uh, Rally for five runs in the eighth? Yes. And uh, once 10-6. Finally. That must have felt great. Finally. Well, I was going to pull some kind of stunt. Like, I was going to maybe podcast all night until they won a game then i thought that was a bad idea then like maybe i thought maybe i'd live on the roof of the building until they won a game also a bad idea the roof is not very stable so yeah well ultimately it it didn't matter because they won last night they uh we didn't uh record yesterday because you were actually shooting something for clerks i was yeah. yeah 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 my uh might have been a even a, even a, an, an athletic endeavor You'll just have to watch the movie to find out. Oh. 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 Yeah. And you were at the beach. Yeah. I was at a the LBI. My friend invited. And she was like, oh, yeah. You guys should come down to the LBI. And I'm like, oh, all right. Cool. All right. Yeah. Then, well, so, yeah. So it was kind of like a like a little. It worked out. Like a little day and night. It all worked kind out. Of thing. They all went down on the beach. That's awesome. Ate sandwiches. Had a good time. That sounds amazing. If you um, don't play D and D all night, that really? Was, yeah, yeah. We, oh man, did, yeah. Like, we we played full on creating characters in the beginning. Everything campaign, everything. Yes. Okay. Yes, we we played we played D and D from like, and we played like a two hour long game of Uno, <laughs> which I ended up winning. Thank God. Wait, this is one game that went two hours. One game, I believe, it went like oh, two hours. Crap. What, were we using more than one deck. No, we were using one deck. We were using one deck, wow. but we were terrible at shuffling, and mm-hmm. so all the draw fours were in a row. <laughs> so many draw fours, okay. all the draw twos, all the 
just inconvenience. Interesting. We were wondering if the game was going to end. I mean, it sounds fixed to me, but I... I <laughs> but, everything's but, rigged. Everything's yeah. rigged against Cameron Wally. Yeah. But this win streak, what... um. How, how do you explain this? What are the key factors? What uh, is it luck? Well, um, is there any a, luck a involved? Massive, I think the biggest factor, and nobody's bringing this up, is okay. the starting pitching. It's been great. The Andrew Heaney has thrown two competent games, but since, even, including a great game against Boston. Yeah. Seven innings, one run. He looked great. And then um, Tuesday night against the Braves, he threw four innings, gave up. Two runs, although you could have argued that nah, they called strike three, maybe should have been no runs, but it was just insane. I mean, sure, they've also gotten lucky. They have been dancing through the raindrops, although that that's kind of you kind of got to get lucky. Right. In some capacity to win 11 games in a row. I mean, this is incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they had some bad luck come uh, the first first half. The, uh, they had some oh. bad luck, incompetence. <laughs> what, what, what's, our, what, what's our favorite step? BABIP. It was not that great. Yeah, uh, the BABIP, the expected batting average. <laughs> yeah. Just everything terrible. And yeah. Then, sure. And, you know, um, th- like the hitters have started hitting. Luke Voigt has come back. That's helped a lot. Look, look been- at this, everybody. Luke Voigt, named AL Player of the Week. Yeah, they, you have seen this coming. <laughs> yeah, but they traded for Rizzo, and Voigt was just like, all right, bet, and then just yeah. went on some crazy tear, ended up hitting like he was Don Mattingly for a week. And here's, here's the line uh, over a six-game span, uh, four, batting 476, slugging 522, or, or so slugging 905, slugging on base percentage 522, for a OPS of 1.427, Congratulations, Luke Voigt. Uh, you've <laughs> you get to stay a Yankee. You get to be in the starting lineup. Yes, you and are playing awesome. Welcome back. That's now we were say. talking a week ago, and we've been saying that week by week the perception of the season is going to change. We're yeah. saying like, yeah, next week the outlook on the season is going to be completely different. It's going to go on a game by game basis. It's going to change every game. It's a schizophrenic because the Yankees are in sure. the thick of everything right we're like the, every game means so much and it matters to such a degree to win these games and they've won i mean they i mean as we look at the american league east standings the yankees are four and a half games back of the tampa bay rays because they can't stop winning and which pisses me off i mean <laughs> like it would like the yankees have the, i believe they have the third best record in the American League. As of right now, they have the third best record in the American League. That is correct. And as we look at the wild card standings, which is something that I'm kind of more concerned with right now, the Yankees are the first wild card, three games ahead of Boston. Yes. Which is always nice. And the wild card game, if the season ended today, would be Yankees Red Sox at Yankee Stadium with <laughs> Garrett Cole on the mound, on the mound sure. against Chris Sale. So. Yes. Uh, I, I like those odds. Of course, Derek Cole starring, you'd like those odds. Um, <laughs> I like those odds. Yeah, sure, I like the odds, but what has been going on? I mean, I can't explain it. If you told me last month that this team would have gone on Roared and back. In, like just a. Like, this might be the best stretch of Yankee baseball in this entire. Like, it's core. Like, judges, Yankees. I mean, we were, I was talking 
two months ago about how this window is going to be shut. Right. And then all of a sudden they're looking as good as they've ever been in this like in this month. I mean, and what, they what? have an they have an outside shot at the American League East, which if you told me that like two months ago, I would oh yeah, I would have thought you were out of your mind. Yeah. And they have an they have to go, I believe, twenty six and ten throughout the remainder of the regular season to win a hundred games with the cupcake schedule that they have in September. Like this Oakland series is going to be bad. It's like this be tough. is going to. Like yes. the, the Oakland that starts tonight, nine forty. Four games Eastern time. Four games at the Coliseum on the West Coast. I have a feeling that they're they're going to run into some turbulence here because the Yankees always play badly in Oakland. That is a stadium that has given them fits, yeah. and the A's are a team that have always kind of given them fits yes. at the Coliseum. Right. So it's going to be tough. I believe the streak's going to end some point around here. But okay. after that, it's... Oh, look at this cake Then schedule. after that, it's the Angels okay. for, I believe, three? Yep, for three, for sure. Yeah, Angels. Yep, yep Angels for three in Anaheim. <laughs> then, then they go to Baltimore. Then it's... Where no, they? no, the Orioles, no, they come here. They come there, okay. No, the Orioles come here right. for three games. Well, you know how that usually goes. Yeah, so that should be easy pickings. Then the Blue Jays for four at Yankee Stadium. Okay, then the Mets for three <laughs> and Queens, and then and then the, the, the makeup game, and then the makeup game on the thirteenth against the Twins, the Yankees game, and then Camden Yards against the Orioles for three games. Then, then the Cleveland baseball team for three at Yankee Stadium. Then the Rangers three at Yankee Stadium. Then the Red Sox three at Fenway. Blue Jays for three in Toronto, and then the Rays for three and in the Bronx, the regular season, which could be a very could be very could be a very interesting series if. If the standings get a little closer, which I think they could, they also couldn't. Who knows? The Rays are a really good baseball team, and the Yankees have proven in this like stretch or so. I keep thinking the wheels are going to fall off at some point. Not a lot of these wins have come easy. No, but they've been winning. Yeah, they've this, been winning. Uh, like the standing, like do the standings care how easy or hard the wins come? No, no, they do not. A win is a win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A win is a win. And I want them to keep winning. Did they they be a scorching hot Braves team? No, they swept a scorching hot they Braves did. team in Atlanta. Yes. They were coming in that series on a nine-game winning streak. The Yankees are like, okay. <laughs> hey, <laughs> they're, what, they're like, that, okay. And and then they then they win the first game pretty convincingly. And then the second that game. That last on, game gave you a heart on attack. Tuesday, oh Come my on. Come oh, on. dude. Come on, tell uh, me what tell me about the heart attack. Okay, so uh, I have to take you through it. Oh, yes. Jesus. Um, Aroldis Chapman comes in the bottom of the ninth with a two-run lead, and I knew from the like the moment I saw him warming up in the bullpen, I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm like, God, man, this is gonna, this is not gonna be good. This yeah. is gonna suck. Right. And he comes out to the mound. Sure enough. Um, All right, Darno grounds uh, out, one out. Darno grounds out, great. And of all singles, no big deal. And then it's like, okay, Guillermo Heredia strikes out, strikes out a Two really outs. nice all looking, right, no problem. Looking pitch, and then uh, du- <laughs> Duvall still second, defensive indifference, no big deal. It's like, eh, it's it's whatever. Pinch, uh, pincher uh, Irie Adrianza. He walks him. on four. Then he walks on four pitches, and okay. I'm like, oh no. Okay, two on, two out. No big and then deal. Ozzie Albies, after frankly swinging and missing, had a pitch that was they called it foul tipped, but the Yankees had a call earlier in that game, so yeah. I guess I'll let it pass. Also, Jeffrey Meyer, and then 
I'll be singled. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, it wasn't that he singled. Odor, like, double clutched on a ground ball, and now oh. he's a super fast. So, Safe. he made it on basically what should have been a ground out yep. to end the game. Did and not then, end the game. And then Soler walked. Okay. And then Wandy Atlanta Peralta forward. comes into the game. Freddie Freeman, 3-1, fouls off a bunch of pitches, including a pitch that would have been ball four. Right. That would have tied the game. Yes, it would have. And then he he hit a ball really hard to left center. He gave it a good ride. I remember when I saw Gallo going back on it, I'm like, oh, Your heart 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 starts stopping. I'm like, oh, no, it's happening. They're losing a game. What is this? And then Gallo tracked it down. (sighs) I was shaking. I was shaking after that game. I was like, (gasps) I was was hyperventilating. Almost blew it. I was like, it was, it was awful. Almost blew it. God, it was was tragic. But. It was almost tragic. They pulled out a win. But they won. And the standings don't care. Right. Standings have not cared all year. So this is what good teams do. Yankees they, love they, they find a way to win games that they should lose. If, right. the, if that game takes place in the first half, the Yankees lose that game. Sure. Plain and simple. Right. First half Yankees, they blow that game. Right. But another thing that comes from this is I know that there's been dialogue on him and we've opened up a dialogue on him for months. We've done it multiple times. But Aroldis Chapman. If this team wants to go far in October, they cannot trust. They can't trust them to win like a one-run lead in the ninth inning in a playoff no, game. Wait, would you bet like your life on that? No, no, <laughs> or your playoff no, chances for that no, matter? No, no, I, I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even bet. Uh, I wouldn't bet Reddit gold on that. Right. I wouldn't bet Reddit gold on Chapman. <laughs> So what, what, what do you do is go close it out? One run, who do you put it in there? One run, who I put in? Johnson and Weisica. Okay. Him, him and Chad Green are tired, though, man. How many innings have they thrown? Uh, I don't care how many innings they've thrown. <laughs> I still trust a tired uh, right. Jonathan Weisica and Chad Green overall. Um, Chapman. I, I looked at fourth most innings so far. Okay, um, fourth most innings? Yeah, great. Yes. There are guys Eclipsed by more. Chad Green, who's thrown the second most relief innings. <laughs> yeah, I um, don't care. Okay, I mean, it's a physical, hey, hey, uh, it's a physical unless, sport. You get tired. But hey, get worn unless out. it starts, unless they start to show decline in their performance sure. from all these innings that they pitched, and Green has shown some wear and tear, then they rested them for a bit, and then right. they kind of came back to form. Then Loizaga, he's been a rock all year. He's except for a couple of bad mishaps, including that game in Boston. Right. The last game before they went on this uh, twenty-three and five run, and but I still trust him. He's a guy you can go to in the eighth, and a guy you can genuinely trust to get the final six outs of a game. When Chapman, you can't even be sure if he'll get the final one out right. of the game. Aroldis Chapman is very, very, very low on my Yankee trust. Why is rankings. he throwing so many sliders? Because that's what he does when he doesn't trust his stuff. Like, Aroldis Chapman, he wasn't throwing any fastballs. 
last night. Yes. Why? On Tuesday. Why? Because he wasn't hitting the zone. <laughs> His, it was touching 96. Sure. Which is knuckleball territory for Chapman. It is. And that's when he know, when we know he doesn't have his stuff when his fastball is like going mid nineties. So, like at Chapman, he he can't hit the strike zone. I can't trust him to hit the strike zone on a consistent basis, right? Which that, is not that, something that you want on a closer. That means in a one run game, yeah. Like, that's, that's not something you want. Like where the guy can put the winning run on base at any time. Like the first batter of the game, you're thinking, oh, this run's going to reach base because he's not going to be able to hit the strike right. zone. Uh, I mean, how, how many more chances do they give him before they pull him from the closer role? They're not going to pull gonna him do it? from the closer role. They're not. They're going to wait until his contract expires. That's when Chapman's going to be pulled from the closer role, when his contract expires or he retires. Wow. I mean... But you can't trust him. Yeah, obviously. I can't trust him. But it doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter what the fans think. It doesn't matter what Twitter thinks. It doesn't matter what Reddit thinks. It doesn't matter what Facebook or Instagram thinks. It doesn't matter what any of us think. It matters what they think. The people who actually make the decisions. And the people who actually make the decisions think that Aroldis Chapman is a trustworthy closer. Right. Like they think, oh, yeah, this is a guy I can trust to close out a one-run game in October. Are you insane? No. You're crazy if you think that this guy can. Yeah, Pinstrap Valley has pitch shards from <laughs> last few games. Yeah, you can kind of see where it's just all over the map here. Yeah, it's, just, it's erratic. Dude, and, and the part that drives me crazy is I know how good Chapman can be. Right. Like we've, I mean, April, we've seen it. We've seen it. Like in April and May earlier this year, he oh, was yeah. the best reliever in it baseball. Was, it was unhittable, yeah. Like I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, Chapman's coming into the game. Okay, game over. Ball game. Game over. I'm like, okay, ball game. Chapman's going to throw 102 in the zone. Right. And that's literally all he needs to do is throw his fastball at triple digits at the top of the zone. It right. elevates. Right. His left arm of his fastball is a rail gun. You can't hit that. Nobody can hit that. You make contact, maybe you'll follow it off. No one can hit that, though. And yeah, dude, what the... What is, what is he thinking? I can. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a hard to take way to happen every time he comes in. Like, all he needs to do is just pound the zone with that fastball and mix in his off-speed stuff. His fastball is his best pitch. He has always had one of the best fastballs in all of baseball right. since he's come up. Sure. It is untouchable, and yet he refuses to throw it. And when he does throw it, we don't know if it's ever going to hit the strike zone. <laughs> so long story short, yes. Chapman shouldn't be the closer on this team anymore. He okay. shouldn't. If they want to go deep in the playoffs, you can't trust him to be the closer. Okay. You just can't. And Wait, given how they use him in the playoffs, they put him in in the eighth inning. In the okay. playoffs, they actually put him in in the eighth inning, right. and they trust him to get more than three outs. Right. Then they leave him in for the ninth, though. Yeah, they leave him in for the ninth, which is <laughs> bad. Well, with with 2020, well, last year, in game five, they put Chapman in the bottom of the seventh. And I think what Boom was going for there was trying to get Chapman to get the final seven outs of yeah. that game. Wait, and that's, I can't even trust him to get three. Right. <laughs> Much less. There's a lot of insanity going on that. here. A lot of insanity. Yes, literally. The definition. Yeah. 
well, they're not take they're not going to take him out from the closer yeah, role. They're not taking unless him out he completely implodes the next, you know, like five six games or something. He has done that on numerous occasions, and they've still kept him in the closer role. All right, never mind then. Never mind. Well, good luck then. I don't. <laughs> you, you and everybody else sees it. Why can't? Why? Why can't? Why can't anybody? Why can't anybody that matters see it? Tell me. <laughs> uh, and yeah, they've still won eleven in a row. So yeah, they've still won eleven in a row. Yeah, but Araldus Chapman, with him in a big situation, that that, that streak's gonna end real quick. Yeah, like if tonight, if they're leading by, if it's a save situation. Okay. No, if it's anything less than a six-run lead okay. in the bottom of the ninth inning, which I doubt it's going to get there. Sure. Like, I think the Yankees are going to like are split or lose the series. I don't think they're winning the series. But Okay. Oakland A's. Yeah, in Oakland. I don't okay. even think they're going to win the series. Let's get that out of the way. Okay. Um, If it's anything less than a six-run lead and I see Araldis Chapman towing the slab in the bottom of the ninth inning, I will turn the game off. <laughs> you, I, you won't even watch. I will turn the game off because I would – nothing has proven that Chapman's a guy you can trust. Right. Why should I trust him? Why? All right. So they're paying. Most of the the times he's come into games since he's come back from injury is like he's only gotten through one. He's only finished one inning that he's come into. Yeah. All right. So every single other, every single other inning he had to get taken out because he got into trouble. Yeah. It's well worth the seventeen million they're paying for. <laughs> but he'll be off the books soon, right? Soon he'll be off the books. Yeah. Um, Luke Voigt, how can you explain the re- the reemergence? Is it health? Is he f- completely healthy? He's healthy. He? Okay. He's healthy. Get a chip on his shoulder. He's motivated. Okay. And he is very, very, very pissed off. <laughs> Okay, so it's working. Yes. The the uh, the anger is motivation. <laughs> yes. And you see, like, when he hit a home run, he did, like, the stone-cold celebration in the yes. dugout where he slammed the two water balls together and he, like, dumped them all over himself. Yes. <laughs> you got to love it. I, did, I mean, if I could compare Luke Voigt to any wrestler, I would compare him to Stone Cold. Stone Cold, Cold probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd compare him to Stone Cold. Yeah, probably. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Luke Voigt is the only one on the Yankees that I can compare to a wrestler. Um, like, who would you compare Aaron Judge to? I don't know, man. He's just a freaking giant, but not. Uh, I don't like, know. Would you compare him to The Rock? Giant. I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. The Rock's pretty big. I mean, Aaron Judge is big, but he's tall. Yeah. Yeah. I- I'm just talking about in terms of like, like personality. Oh, personality? Yeah, like sure. That. Like The Rock. Sure. Well, well, Judge isn't as flamboyant as The Rock. No. No, but <laughs> oh man, um, I, yeah. When um, is Rizzo back from? Yeah, he he's back, but okay. he hasn't been really hitting well. I mean, maybe take him out from the two hole for the bit, and maybe keep him down for for a little duration of time. I don't know. Yeah, one thing they should do is they 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 can't do this rest day stuff anymore with like a Voight has to DH. Every day, Stanton needs to play the outfield. 
every um, day. Does that explain Gallo his, his needs emergence? To play the outfield. The, the ball don't lie, man. The numbers and ball definitely do not lie. I, I Giancarlo have, has been mashing since he's been moved to the I outfield. The, I have the numbers right here. He's uh, hitting 320, 420 on base percentage, sucking 613. In the last week, you're saying? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't have the stretch here. but So he's hitting. I know he's hitting over 300 since he's been moved to the outfield. 320. Yes. So like he likes being, since being moved to, Yes, he like, well, keep him loose. Say what you want about him being active out there, but you know it's he's engaged with the game right. and you know now he keeps the muscles loose. Right. You know the whole thing with him was that you, know, you don't want him to stretch out too much. You know he's got to stretch out. Keeps right. the he's playing the game the, of baseball. You know it keeps him engaged. Right. Frankly, I think it's it keeps him engaged. It allows him to see the ball. I think it's doing something. Yeah. Oh, no, it's something. It's got to be something to do with him being more engaged with the game. Right. And I hate that they're taking him out for defense. They're acting like he's a liability. Like in the the sixth inning, they take him out for Jonathan Davis. I'm like, dude, it's a two-run game. You don't know if they're going to tie it. And Stanton could come up in a big spot when he's been your best hitter. Yeah. Or one of your best hitters for the last week. And they act like he's a defensive liability. Meanwhile, he's a perfectly fine defender in the offense. Uh, yeah, he's a, no, he's a net zero defender. And he's got a cannon of an arm. Uh, I'm, I guess that they're concerned. I don't. <laughs> they, they are I haven't really seen him. Concerned. Dude, you can't. I'm sorry. You can't give anyone rest time right now. Especially when they're rolling like this. Right. No, 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 no. I know it's like a Yankee staple to give scorching hot players rest days for some reason. Right. No. Let, like the, let them the, play. Ju- Judge should be playing every day. Stanton should be playing every let day. Let them play. Gallo should be playing every day. Voigt should be playing every day. Rizzo yes. should be playing every day. Right. Plain and simple. Sanchez should be playing. Well, not every day because he's a catcher, right. but, but Sanchez should be playing on most days. Oh, yeah. And LeMahieu should be playing on most days. Everybody should be playing like every day. They should be everyday players because down the stretch, you're going to need your best players on the field. You can't intentionally bench Aaron Judge in a game. <laughs> like you can't bench him for rest. Rest should not be the main concern No, going down the stretch. You should not be concerned about resting players and making sure that they have a day off. You can't do this off day stuff anymore. Right. You can't. Because every win matters so much in the standings. Like, it's so delicate. It's so volatile right now that we don't even know if they're going to be in the playoffs. They are literally one that, like, if they come away from Oakland losing this series, sure. if they get swept in Oakland, the outlook is completely different. <laughs> they're not getting swept in Oakland. I hope to God they don't get swept. I mean, Cole's going on, f- Cole's going tomorrow. Right. I believe Cole's going tomorrow. I think it's Tyon tonight. I'm assuming it's Tyon. Okay. Uh, the, look at the look at the the game. I don't know. Go on like Baseball Savant or whatever. Okay. They always have the the pitching matchups. But I like where the rotation is. That's a massive reason why they've been winning so much. The rotation has been pitching out of its mind. Uh, let's run down the little rotation. Uh, Garrett Cole. 
Garrett Cole. Okay. Dude, did you do that game against the Twins where he didn't have his best stuff, but he was working? Did you, oh, see, oh, he paint, you see he painted Donaldson a couple times? Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. Baltimore's up 10-1 in the uh, bottom of the eighth. Good for them. Jeez. They've snapped out of it. I just watched a urinating tree video on. Uh, Tyon versus. Uh, James Caprillion. Caprillion. So, yes. James Caprillion, who I believe was given up in the Sunny Gray trade. Yeah, there, there we go. So, yeah, it will indeed be Jameson Tyon. Then it will be Garrett Cole, and then I'm assuming Jordan Montgomery, and then Nestor Cortez. Yeah. Joe, Cortez has been doing pretty well. As good he, in, uh, he's he went from just a pure meme to, <laughs> to, to a decent like, pitcher. Like the, not decent dude. He has an ERA of like two point five. Yeah, a good pitcher. Damn, like good a pitcher. really good pitcher too. He's been throwing great stuff. They've stretched him out to become a starter. And when push comes to shove, like when everybody's back, I think there's there's going to be a big decision to be made. In regards to where they're going to put him, like I love him to be a long reliever. Sure, I could see in the playoffs some um, a Severino to Nestor or a Nestor to Severino bridge if if Severino comes back, or they could put Severino in the bullpen. Which God, imagine that! I mean, this is all cont- uh, uh, resting on if he does come back. Yes, if he does come back, <laughs> dude. But imagine if like Luis Severino came back and. Like, imagine if he didn't work out as a starter in the future. He could be a really good reliever. Oh, yeah. Like a two-inning guy? Yeah, no doubt. Dude, you could see that. No doubt. You can see that. If his body doesn't allow him to be a starter anymore, he could be a really good reliever. Yeah. Uh, Heel? Heel, for some reason, they sent him back down to AAA. He has not given up a run in the bigs. No. And they're sending him back down to AAA. I don't get it. Are they manipulating service time? Because this <laughs> happened to Chris Paddock. Sure. This happened to Chris Paddock, and look how he's turned out. No. I don't want the Yankees to have their Chris Paddock. Yeah. I want – he's been pitching well. I want him to keep pitching. Like, sure, Heaney has pitched in the bigs longer, but I don't trust Heaney over Hill in any game down the stretch. Right. Well, I mean, at least they have that option, though. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah, they have the uh, option for. <laughs> I mean, the they, September they call up. I mean, with September call ups with the rosters ex- expanding, oh, yeah. they'll probably be back then. up yeah. in a week, sure. maybe. Sure. Uh, but yeah, my point was, uh, yes, he's pitching well. I mean, the starting pitching looks pretty, pretty good. The, yeah, the the starting pitching without that has been the the main reason that this Yankee team has been. Playing as right. well as and, they and uh, you know, you got a couple guys rehabbing right now that may the Corey Kluber, you should be coming back soon. Did they no, uh, no hitter, yes, in May, right? If you remember that, <laughs> yes, no hitter alumni Corey Kluber, yes, I do remember that. And uh, you know, Domingo German, we <laughs> get him out of here. I don't want <laughs> put him in the bullpen, put him in the bullpen, put Herman in the bullpen. Okay, I could see him being a decent two inning. Guys, remember, if we're talking about playoffs, you need as many good arms out there as possible. Sure. And if you have that many good arms to throw out there in the playoffs and eat up innings and eat up innings doing a really good job at it, a guy like a Domingo Herman or a Nestor Cortez or a, guy, a Luis Severino. Right. Who could come back in the playoffs and do something like that. 
And like a big problem with the Yankees has been like the playoffs has been relievers and pitchers not getting length and then needing to use the high leverage guys and situations where frankly they shouldn't have been put in high leverage and and to have guys like that that can eat innings and throw up zeros while they're at it like the, the idea of Nestor Cortez coming into a playoff game at a sold out Yankee Stadium <laughs> every single strikeout for like 3 innings as the as everyone starts screaming every single time <laughs> he uh gets a strikeout just the idea of that is so chills. Gotta love it. Uh, O's are up 13-1, ladies and gentlemen. Hey! Bottom of the eighth. So, I mean... Also, oh, when do we see Adley Rochman? I know I ask you this every week, but... Oh, jeez, will, um, will, will he be part of the September call-up? I, I, I'd like him to be part of the September call-ups. It doesn't, why not? Unless, uh, I, I mean... I like, Grayson Rodriguez probably isn't going to be up until... No, probably not. The, at the earliest next year. Right. Also, speaking of prospects... um. I don't know if you saw, but uh, MLB, uh, uh, not Baseball America, but MLB Pipeline updated their um, top 100 list. And oh, oh. if you look, um, if you don't have to scroll that far down, uh, you will find uh, somebody you know, top very prospects cool. list. Adley Rushman, number one, everybody. And then if but you scroll was... down a little bit, no, go to show the full list. Okay. Look at number 15. Number 15. A guy who has Anthony been Volpe. Scorching. New York Yankees. Scorching the world that is minor league baseball. Yes. He is ranked number 15 on the top 100 yes. prospects in all of baseball. He leapfrogged Jason Dominguez. Wow. Who has not been in, been hitting very well in AAA. I think he only has a WRC plus of like 80 something. Yeah. But I'm not giving up on him that quickly. I'm not. I'm not stupid. No, he's only 18, mind you. So yeah, he's 18. <laughs> he's time. 18, and he's a freak athlete. Give, so. give him some time, but for sure. Um, damn, man, Anthony Volpe, uh, yeah, currently in, in high A ball right now, just mashing, you're saying. Yeah, and I, Hudson Valley, I expect him to be called up to Somerset very soon. Yeah. He'll be up in Somerset next year and maybe Scranton. He'll be up in a couple years, and I expect him to be the Gio Urshela replacement yeah. at third. Because even though as much as I'd want them to move on from Glaber Torres, I mean, I'm like, sure, I'm high on him, but I don't think he's like a world beater anymore. He's not 29. No, he's 2019. So if sure. he could come back to that, uh, he could definitely come back to that. But. But, um, yeah, Volpe could be the Torres replacement in the future. Yeah. Oswald Peraza. There's a lot of intriguing middle infield prospects that could take Glaber's spot. But I doubt that's ever going to happen. So it's basically wasting time to talk about a prospect replacing Glaber Torres, of all people. Right. So, um, yeah, basically. Right, so, so you're feeling good. You're feeling pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling I think, good. what was that you say, uh, 26, 25, and 10? 26 and 10 gets them to 100, 100 wins. wins. I, I mean, I think that's entirely possible. It's possible. Especially if, with if the way they, they're playing they, right they now. Keep rolling, they keep rolling like this. 100 wins is entirely possible. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, I mean, geez, could they even get? Could they get even better? I mean, they're they're winning a lot of like one run games right now. Yes, they are dancing through the raindrops. Sure. Let's not get it twisted. Sure, and I know what that's like. What was that one year where the Orioles won like a crazy amount of one run games? Was that sixteen? I think. Someone, yeah, that was one of the twenty tens teams. I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah, for sure. Like the 2012, 2014, 2016, yeah, yeah, those teams. But again, as you've been preaching, uh, the standings don't don't care how many wins you run, but yes. you win by. Yeah, the run differential doesn't really matter. So the standings do. Yeah. Sure, the Pythagorean win loss <laughs> is run different. I mean, sure. okay, just look at the Toronto Blue Jays on the baseball reference page. I'm curious about something. Okay, hold on, because like the the Pythagorean win loss is based off a of run differential. All right, now we're getting deep. Just a cup Blue Jays, Toronto Blue Jays. Got it. Twenty twenty. Their Pythagorean win loss. Where's their Pythagorean win loss? Where is it? Where's the Pythagorean? Oh my God. Uh, there's a lot to look through here. Pythagorean theorem. I don't know where they hide it. <laughs> I don't where, know where, where they, are they put it. it. It's typically right on the front yeah, page. Yeah, usually it is. Wait a second. They are. They oh, they got playoff right odds here, though. 20.7% 20, 20. chance to make the postseason. I don't know. I, I was just curious because run differential, the factors into Pythagorean win loss, and the Blue Jays have a cracked run differential. Yeah. <coughs> like the games that they've won have been by a lot. Right. Uh, yeah, I think they moved it because I don't see it. I don't see it here, but hold on, maybe I can find that okay. on my phone. Hold on. Uh... I I bet you can. Okay. <laughs> I bet you can. Blue Jays. Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Where is there? Maybe I can find that on my phone. What is there? Their Pythagorean win loss is 74 and 51. Wow, okay. Their <laughs> that's the Pythagorean wow. win loss <laughs> for this year. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's just. I was Crazy. just curious because. AKA the percentage, the number of games the team should have won. It's based on run differentials, not how many games the team should have won. Right. It's just right. Just their run differential. Uh, the Blue Jays have a Toronto's, cracked uh, run differential. Uh, their actual record is sixty six and fifty nine. So they're <laughs> their expected win loss yeah. is seventy four and fifty one. Has it right there on the on the screen? Yeah. Which oh there it is. Um, yeah, the, <laughs> the Yankees is sixty and fifty eight. So they're. <laughs> Again, dancing through the raindrops. Yes, exactly. And those are the the fake standings. Those are the expected standings. Yeah, for sure. Expected win loss doesn't matter as much as expected batting average. Yeah. Um, because you can isolate that. Yeah. But so no, uh, so no complaints over the last eleven game stretch. Obviously, no. Uh, could be worse. You could be a Mets fan. Oh man. <laughs> Which uh, ever since Steve Cohen's, I don't want to call it a rant, but he did call his team out on in public, on Twitter. 
uh, they have they've pretty much <laughs> pretty much collapsed since then. Uh, <laughs> sitting with a sixty and sixty five record, and two uh, and eight in their last ten. Two and eight Ouch. in their last ten. Seven games back. The Mets are down bad right now, man. Uh, Not looking uh, good. Every all I could hear throughout the first uh, the first four months of the season. Sure. Was Mets on New York, the Mets on New York. Like nobody pay attention to the Mets problems when they had a lot of them. Sure. But nobody pay attention to them because oh look at the Mets. They're the super friends. They're super likable. They're in first place. Look at the Yankees. And it was then the the Mets had negative regression and the Yankees had positive regression. So um that's very very funny stuff. And let's look at the NL wild card real quick. Um, look at this. Dude, the, <laughs> the San Diego Padres have been on a free fall since the All-Star break, falling out of the playoffs, and they are now one game behind the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds? Where'd the Reds come from? Dude, uh, hey, you have Joey Votto on your team. Who's on fire right now? Yeah. Dude, Joey Votto is hitting like it's 2016. and yes. And it's it's just great. Everyone loves Joey Votto, right? Unless you're a fan of a team in the NL Central, then you probably hate Joey Votto. But. <laughs> yeah, but look at the Reds. I, I I hope they can maintain this. This uh, it's fun. They're a fun little team. Yeah, they have a great offense. Yeah, they, it would be f- and for all the moves that San Diego made to uh, to not make the playoffs. Yeah, did the talk about disappointment? The, did, did you want to talk about disappointing? Mm-hmm. Man. The Padres have been terrible. They got, they got all the pieces, though. On paper. Yeah, on paper. But you know what? They had Larry Rothschild as their pitching coach, who they just fired. Yes. Which I expect their team ERA to fall You, you, you by know all about Larry Rothschild. Yes. You know all about him. Yes. I. <laughs> <laughs> Good riddance. But, and now the Yankees have contact management Chad Matt Blake. Yeah, who is who has uh, been revealed to be a great pitching coach? Oh, man. I would love to see Cincinnati make the play. Make the, there would be so much. Well, although it would be a one game playoff against the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium, <laughs> where Walker Bueller would be pitching in a right. one game playoff. Right. Which you want to talk about a good big game pitcher, Whew, Walker yeah. Bueller? Man, one game though, anything can happen. It's Walker Bueller. He's the guy I trust in the winner take all game. The Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. Yeah, doing Damn. good, but can San Francisco be stopped? They're just a well-oiled machine. They're built different. The Dodgers can catch them. I think it is very possible I, that, that the Dodgers catch them. And theoretically, yes. And uh, yes. Dodgers are in a nine and one winning streak right now. Or, yes. uh, nine and one run. Right. Two game. Including a, a thriller against the Padres that went 16 innings. Yeah. Not not bad. Which, oh, man. 16 innings in a National League game? <laughs> Dude, I hate when the Yankees play in the National in the National League park. Dude, when is the universal designated hitter coming? It's, it's going to be soon. The, when, when's it happening? It has to happen it's gonna soon. It's going to be soon. 
the the new collective bargaining agreement if they if they get one. It's gonna be soon. I, I think I think it's it good. I think it's good for the game overall. Yeah, sure. It Save your pitcher, increases offense, blah, 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 blah. I mean, yeah, sure, it removes a layer of strategy to the game, but who cares? Yeah, all I'm saying is imagine if Garrett Cole had a free out every time he went through the lineup. Right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, my good. I, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. And it also, like, pitchers get less length because of it. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm I'm a big fan of the Universal DH. I think the, it makes like sense. Like for every like Madison Bumgarner who rakes yes. as a pitcher. Sure. There are um there are just like hundreds of other pitchers who can't. No. So it's an automatic out. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, how, how many sack bunts do you want to see? It's like, dude, sack bunt, sack bunts don't sell anymore. Right. Like, sure, the sack bunt is like your old time baseball, but there's a reason why people don't do it in the extra innings. Right. It's a waste of time. Yeah. I mean, sure, if you're the home team, a sack bunt in a tie game with the runner on second, you're the home team. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to sure. bunt the guy over the third. But. Sure. Fly ball, uh, tag up, score the run, sack fly, win the game. Yes. Sure. Which I hope they get rid of that they, 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 next year, right? They have to, right? They have to. Yeah. I, I can't stand that. I, I can't stand that stupid rule anymore. They're they're going to take it away for the playoffs, right? Please tell me. Yeah, they take it away for the playoffs. Oh, God, thank God. Thank God. That, it's worse than the shootout. Well, we hate the shootout because the Devils always lose when they play. Right, them. Sure. That, that's why we hate the shootout. Sure. Oh, speaking of hockey, uh, one of our podcasters uh, was, was like, hey, I'm doing a podcast at a cigar lounge in Woodbridge. Can you come and run it? I'm like, oh, yeah, who, who are you interviewing? Uh, and he's uh, Ken Danico. Oh, sweet. Like, well, <laughs> what time? I'll be there. I'll be there in a second. And uh, Ken was on an episode of Comic Book Man with me many years ago. So uh, he had a great time. <laughs> he was uh, firing slap shots at Brian Johnson, who was dressed up in goalie gear. <laughs> that was awesome. So uh, he remembers that moment fondly. So, uh, yeah, I got to sit in a, in a, in a smoky cigar lounge with uh, with Mr. Devil himself, Ken Denico, on, uh, on Tuesday afternoon. So I asked him, I was like, hey, man, the team's looking good, huh? They got yeah, Dougie Hamilton, uh, signed some guys. He's like, well, you know, our talent's good, but he seemed very pessimistic. And I was like, <laughs> that's what those analysts are like yep. behind the scenes. Yeah, but I was like, they I know. know. <laughs> I know, yeah. They, they've been oh, through well, it. Well, you know, Ming. It's, well, you know, Ming. Uh, the, the, the talent's there, but, but they got to execute. That's exactly what he said. The talent's there, but the execution hasn't. That's exactly what he said. The execute. They haven't executed for years. Yeah. So. Oh, you know, Steve. Jack Hughes, <laughs> well, you know, great Steve. in transition. <laughs> Yeah, it was cool. Uh, I didn't get. I didn't interview the, him. The, the, uh, the other podcaster did. Uh, yeah, but the Ken Danico is doing a <laughs> hell of a job with filling in, like the, oh, filling in the shoes of Chico Ash. He's so oh, yeah. funny. He's he's great. He's great. He's got that great sense of humor. Yeah. He knows the game. He's no David Cohen, but well, when Ryan Rucco and David, I'm sorry, but like as iconic as Michael K's voice is. Sure. Ryan Rucco and David Cohen doing games is so much more entertaining. Yep. 
because they just make pop culture references all the time. Ah, <laughs> do another thing about this 11 game winning streak that has been awesome. Okay, is. I don't know if you've noticed. Yes, but I'm, I'm pretty sure you've seen me talk about it on the timeline, but have you noticed that at Yankee Stadium with two strikes and two outs and when the Yankees are pitching, the Death Star alarm starts blaring throughout uh, the stadium? I have not noticed that, and I love it. It's so the whoop, whoop, that one. That goes, oh yeah, whoop, yeah, whoop. yeah, that yeah, one. I love it. <laughs> just throw all the Star Wars. Dude, references just like in. everybody's just roaring, just the, like the crowd getting all yeah. amped up with that. I'm just imagining that in a playoff game. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll happen. Wait for it. It's gonna happen, dude. It's dude, a playoff game. It, there is nothing quite I, like this. It, it makes me happy game. to even hear you saying that word because, playoff like, game. what, what, three weeks ago, a month yeah. ago, that, that, that was words. I was, not, I, I was talking about playoffs like I was Jim Mora. That was how I was talking yeah. about the playoffs. Yeah, you I was were. Like, playoffs? Yeah, playoffs. We talking about playoffs? Yeah. yeah. You kidding me? Yeah. Playoffs? Yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it makes me happy. But, um, yeah, just got to talk a little hockey with Ken. And, uh, yeah, my takeaway was uh, he's cautiously optimistic to pessimistic. Hey, and for, good, Dan- and hey, for good reason. Hey, hey, Ken Danigova behind the microphone in front of the camera, he's like just a, a normal analyst. Sure. He does everything. He's employed by MSG. He talks, sure. he talks, yeah. he talks about the team. But, I know, but inside, that, been, that guy knows ball. He does. He knows ball. He does. He's been on the ice. He's taken he out people. Team. He's... Uh, Playing a very, 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 very passive style of hockey. Yeah, which the, uh, I think the only goal that the only goal that he scored that has like ever survived on the internet was the goal that he scored. I think in Game One of the 2000 Stanley Cup Final. Yeah, which is one of my favorite one one of my favorite sports highlights ever. <laughs> it's it's like Gary Thorne calling the game, and right. like he knows how significant it is right. when Pendanico scores. We'll see if I can pull it up. Uh, um, but uh, meanwhile, he uh, let's look up Pendanico goal, and that's the just, first thing just, that will just show goal. up. Just goal. Look right uh, there. There it is. All right. Here, here it it's is. It's one of my we'll, uh, favorite highlights. <laughs> Is one of my. Alright. <laughs> the old Metal Lands Arena. I know. Look at this grainy ass footage. <laughs> wow, look at how happy he is. He's jumping up and down. Seton Hall logos up on the arena. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, look at that! Look at that cheese, man! Look at that crowd. Is it, I hope that with the NHL, oh, John Madden winning the yep, face off. There it is. John go winding up. Slap. Bam. He just threw that there. He did, yeah, and it, and it just went through everything. <laughs> just went through everything. That's awesome. Good job, Ken. <laughs> Ken Danico, everybody. <laughs> Mr. Devil. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but I was like, well, I know, I know that causes pessimism. Uh, I know another guy who thinks who thinks like that. Like, so it's I, across the table from me once a week. Like I know another guy. Yeah, for like, sure. Oh, is that that guy who <laughs> talks bad about the team every week? No. Is that the guy who. Yeah, I don't know, man. Or is that that loud, screamy guy on Twitter who raids Uh, the devil's (laughs) mentions every game? Do you follow him? I you should follow him. His tweets are pretty good. I I don't know if I follow him on Twitter. I follow Kanji. Oh, Steve Cancelosi. I follow Kanji. Yeah, I need to follow. If you, but uh, again, if you're listening to this, you're not, and you're not following at I am following. I am following Ken Danico. His profile picture is him. Smoking a cigar. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's his thing now is uh, cigars for sure. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that was my that was my sports highlight of the week. <laughs> got to hang out with the three time Stanley Cup yes. champion, Ken Danico. 1982, the devil's first ever draft pick, Ken Danico. Yeah. And it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> Worked out. I think uh, he's. I think every year he was just hoping he wouldn't get traded. So you know, yeah. saw he kind of saw the, the you know all the other guys getting traded, but they kept him, and thank goodness they did. Yeah. Well, in the eighties, that Devils team was very liquid. Sure. That there were a lot of guys getting dealt off, and you know that basically the guys that I know that were on those eighties teams that kind of stayed for a while were Ken Danico. And John McClain. No, I am. Oddly enough. Dude, John McClain was underrated. Real underrated forward. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, any, anything coming out of the NFL? Any NFL news? The Giants preseason is still uneventful as ever. Um, there's just I don't really know. Okay. I'm going to be uh, No news is good like, news, right? Yeah. I mean, Dory Jackson tweaked up his ankle a bit, but the hope is he's ready for week one. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> breaking news, uh, Orioles fi- game final 13-1, everybody. They've won two in a row. Whoa. The streak begins. Oh Look out, Yankees. Oh, oh. Look out, New York Yankees. Oh, oh, me timbers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, think, I, think, I think they've been mathematically eliminated from playoff contention. So, I believe. Have they? I believe. I, I, don't, I have to check that out. But even, yeah. There, there aren't that many games left. So, and they're way, <laughs> they're way behind. Uh, however... I, I'm hoping they just reach that. My magic number is 54 wins. 54 wins. <laughs> That's the magic number. 54 wins. Uh, they currently have 40. Have they updated this? Yes, they have 40 wins. So 40 and 86. So 14 Yes, is the number. In the next 35-ish games, 37. So 14 and... <laughs> like, and like 20. 14, 14 and 21. I, they have to play... <laughs> I don't know what kind what of baseball that is, but yeah, like three thirty-three ball or something. Yeah, they yeah. have to win like two fifths of. They have to play four hundred ball. All right. Um, uh, well, you know, we're laughing at this. Let, 
their, their schedule. I think the Ravens' schedule is not easy either. <laughs> they have oh, the Rays coming God. up next. Three games against the Rays. I do you. You better keep that streak going against them, man. <laughs> you better. I think true. I you think better, it, dude, you 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 laid down. It's not, it's not happening. You man. laid not down happening. for believe, him last time. I was I, mad. I believe. I was said. I I, I should have been mad. like. I tweeted at you. I'm like, dude, right. seriously? Right. Like, come on. Yeah. And we're I, supposed to be kind of on the. I have to check the to season be. record. I believe they've only won two games against the Rays this season. So uh, they get three games against the Blue Jays, then the Yankees. Four games set against the Royals, Blue Jays, Yankees, Red Sox, Phillies. Yeah, this is not easy. Maybe they win a couple against the Rangers at the end of the month. Then the Red Sox, and then they finish off the season against the Blue Jays. So this is not not easy. We know a lot of great memories for the Orioles in Toronto. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Every every show, you got to bring that up. Every show. There's something that comes across the screen that makes me bring it up. I know. Uh, You know, speaking of Zach Britton, which we didn't really bring up, but is he done? I believe so. He's hurt. He's on the 10-day IL. Dang. I doubt he comes back. Dang. Oh, day out. So all but the he, Orioles. He was kind of starting to come around a bit, but I'm just like, man. Eh, <laughs> um, there were a couple of there were a couple of appearances where he kept that sinker ball down. Right. And it was hitting 95, 96 at some point. For the Field of Dreams game. Yes. That t- I'm sorry. I'm like, dude, keep it down. Keep it down in the zone. And they pounded into the ground. Yeah, didn't work. Out. He didn't do that. He, he didn't that, do that. That ball was game. way out of there. Yeah. That game was awful. I hated that game. Yeah. That game. The, the 11 game winning streak, like, it made it so, like, I'd be able to re watch the Field of Dreams move. Yeah. Watch Field of Dreams again. Yes. That uh, Orioles 19 game losing streak started with that that cat that black cat on the field game. By the way, yeah, and the Yankees got blessed by it. They're 18 and three since, since the black the cat game. Yeah, they're 18 and three since wow. that cat showed up. Well, I mean, somebody's got to be at the 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 wrong end of that, right? The yeah. you know the <laughs> pretty much right. Yeah, you can't curse both teams. Somebody's got to I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. A random animals on the field never never a good thing. Random animals on the field, you know, typically means something for both of the teams. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, the worst case being the Randy Johnson hitting the hitting the pigeon. Hitting the pigeon. The that basketball. that is that's a just statistical a impossibility. Right. Yeah, you could do that like a, a hundred more times, and it won't happen. Chances are that bird didn't really survive. <laughs> uh, no, it did not. That yeah, that bird was yeah, like, yeah, a Randy that, Johnson, a Randy Johnson fastball yep, from the big just unit. coming out of his hand. Yes, hitting a bird. Yeah, that the bird loses. Bird, <laughs> Long story short, did the not bird win that loses. One. Bird did not win that one. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, <laughs> did you did you ever see this? Is so our first pitch from 2017 at a Red Sox game? <sighs> Which uh, the cancer survivor gets to throw out the first pitch from the Jimmy Fund. <laughs> Ooh! I, I don't know why. I've never Just seen this game. He hits, a, he hits a photographer in the nuts who's standing like <laughs> a million feet away. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> just, just I, a bit I, I saw this on, I guess, Instagram, and I can't, <laughs> I can't stop watching this. <laughs> just look up uh, if you're listening. <laughs> That's the photographer who took it. That's the photographer. Yeah, look up uh, first pitch Red Sox nuts. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. Oh, <laughs> that's a yeah. Oh, the the worst part. The guy threw. He said he was a pitcher. Yeah, he was like a seventeen year old cancer survivor who played like high school baseball. He yeah. I mean, sometimes you get nervous and, uh, <laughs> and you, yeah, you lose the zone. The, I mean, he could have hit that dude anywhere, <laughs> right in the nuts, bullseye, one thousand percent. Like no question, like no doubt. <laughs> well, that's baseball, Susan. Yep, that is baseball, Susan. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, you got anything like else? To round things out with a little pop culture. Oh, what do stuff. we got? You saw that new Spider-Man trailer? I did. Yeah, you no saw, way home. saw the new Spider-Man trailer. It's pretty it's amazing. Looking pretty good. Action-packed. There's a lot going on there. There's speculation. There's uh, maybe red uh, herrings. There's okay, so vi- lots of villains. Three villains have been confirmed from that little trailer okay. alone. Who are Doc Ock? Yes. Obviously, okay. Green Goblin yes, obviously. and Electro. Yes, possibly Sandman was spotted. We don't know. Uh, I don't want anyone from Spider-Man Three. Uh, is Sandman part of the Sinister Six or is uh, he has been? Yes. Yeah, so these and th- th- I mean, I know it's Vulture, Mysterio. I the look it up. Doc Ock, it, yes. the Green Goblin, Vulture, Electro, and did I say the Vulture? I, I think I might have said the Vulture. Uh, it it changes, but uh, all I know is that, that we're on our way to the Sinister Six. OG Sinister Six. Uh, yeah, Doc Ock, Electro, oh, uh, Craven the Craven the Hunter, Mysterio, Sandman, Vulture. Yes, that's six, right? Yes, that's the OG Sinister Six. It's changed many times, but yeah, the, the the Green Goblin isn't there, so I don't count that one. Yeah, well, I know it's the original, but but the uh, Sinister Six. Um, obviously you got the Green Goblin, you got Mysterio, you got Doc Ock, yeah. you got Electro, yes, you got the Vulture, yes, and you have probably the Sandman, the, the I mean, Sandman or, or the Rhino, right. I don't know if we're seeing Paul Giamatti back, but it, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, yeah, you got you got Doctor Strange. Um, rumors of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Oh my returning. god, dude. The, the, those rumors and those speculations, those theories have been going around since Into the Spider Verse came out. Sure, and that trailer for that movie and Loki, the series as a whole, yes. just. Just stoked up. Sure, we got multiverses everywhere. It's like friends. everything. Yeah. That that only took the speculation and ramped it up, multiplied by a million. Yes. So everyone's saying, "Oh, well, they're going to bring Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield back," and they got the actors for Doc Ock. I know Jamie Fox is coming back as Electro, and yes. I think. Don't hold me to this. I think Willem Dafoe is coming back as the Green Goblin. I mean, that would be awesome for many reasons. And I but think in the MCU, Scorpion was yes. spotted in the after credit scene talking to Yes, the yes, he was. So he's out there somewhere. Yeah, so I think instead of the Sandman, we're going to get Scorpion. Oh, no, I just really didn't like Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3 is not good. But. Yeah, Spider- okay, the, the emo Peter scene was funny. Sure. 
Like he was walking around as he was dancing right. around the I mean, streets. But when we see like, Topher Grace's like, Venom, probably not. So don't hold your breath. We could see Tom Hardy as Venom. I, I would, Honestly, I think everything in the MCU from this point until they fully get the rights to the Fantastic Four is just going to be filler until they can which, introduce which they do. Which they do. Okay, they, they have, have the complete rights to them now. Okay. Yeah. So now until the Fantastic Four, they're just going to, it's going to be a complete buffer zone until they introduce Galactus. Yes. Because that's the only way you can top the houses by Galactus. Like, sure, Kang the Conqueror, that could be, that would be great. But, like, Doctor Doom, even, but Galactus is the only thing that is that serves a threat even close to Thanos. Right. Or even more. Yeah. Because Thanos was a titan. Galactus is a, he's a celestial. He is. Yes. He's a, he's a world yes. eater. He eats yes, planets. He, he eats planets. He eats and planets. he, he, hopefully he'll be portrayed better than in that, that, that god the, the, awful the, the, Silver the, yes. Surfer oh, movie. It's terrible. Come on. That was early Marvel Studios. That's when Chris Evans was the human torch. Yes, he was. Yeah. Well, you know, you, things like that make you appreciate the good ones yes. way more. So, but yeah, that trailer is all. I can't wait to see it coming out at Christmas. Yeah, that, that's going to be amazing. going to be coming out during my Christmas break. And, yeah, um, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm, be back at so, the theaters. So funny. The last time I went to the movies was to see Far From Home. And I think the next time I'm wow. going to be going to the movies is see, to wow, see. Okay, so like a two-year two plus gap then. Yes, yeah, so a two-year plus gap. And it would be for the same series. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, it was great. It was great. I'm uh, And I love how they fit Spider-Man into the MCU. Like they like mostly Spider-Man has just been his own character. Sure. It's been his own thing. Yeah. No, but they incorporated team, him into this. Team, team him up just like in the comics. You like, they pop ma- up. like they made him. I think in the MCU, he's like a, an Avenger Avenger instead yeah. of just like a part time. Sure, sure. Avenger like in the comics. Right. Where he just kind of shows up whenever. Yeah. But meanwhile, in Infinity War and Endgame, Spider-Man did actually show up. And he did, did a lot, too. He did. Help save the world. <laughs> Definitely helped save the world. So, and that iron spider suit. Oh, pretty awesome. And they finally they got they got the perfect actor for him. <sighs> Man. Tom Holland's pretty awesome. Yes. So, yeah, the trailer was, yeah. Uh, I think they said the trailer's got... Uh, it, it got leaked. It got leaked, but in one day, it's got it's got the most downloads of uh, any MCU trailer already. More than Endgame, more than Finny War. Yeah, more than... Well, uh, because there's been such a drought from yeah. the MCU. Like, sure, the, the Disney Plus series has been good. I mean... Yeah, but movie-wise... Fal- Falcon and the Winter Soldier was good. Loki was great. Yeah. Division was kind of... I got to get around to finishing that. Sure, but it's good. It's go- oh, yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, uh, the, um, Scarlet Witch and Vision were never well. They nerfed Vision. They did in Infinity War and Endgame. <laughs> well, well, the, yeah, he wasn't even well, alive in Endgame. Yeah, he was, right, right. So he was, he's the Mind Stone. Yeah, yeah. Come on, give him a break. <laughs> yeah. Well, they nerfed. Point being, they nerfed Vision after Age of Ultron. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, look, everything's <laughs> looking good, my friends. Yes. We have, we, we have a fun winter coming up, especially for movies. Yes. Yeah, love it. Destiny awesome. too, the Witch Queen. Like I live tweeted during that. That I saw that when the servers weren't too busy, you were good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when saw the, ser- the servers weren't busy, did the new season dropped. It's, oh, it's so fun. And whenever people say, like, sure, 
it, we've come so far. Like seven years ago, when Destiny One Vanilla dropped, everyone made fun of the story. People weren't even sure that it had a better story than Twilight. Like we have come so far from the point of I have no time to explain why I don't have time to explain. Right. Which was an actual line said in the game. Yes. And now Destiny storytelling has evolved to a point where, like, you know, the Halo games, they had great stories. And Bungie is finally going back to telling the great stories with characters with different motivations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The world is so rich. The lore is finally coming into the gameplay. And with all the, the Sabathun, they set her up so well. And the Witch Queen, it, I think it's coming out during one of my school breaks. Oh, so, all right. So if I'm, I'm like, oh. Good timing. Good timing. It's coming out February 22nd, which is unusual for a Destiny expansion. Yeah. They typically drop those in fall, like September, October. Right. Although Beyond Light dropped in, I believe, November. Or, it dropped in November of last year. Yeah. So there's going to be no expansion this year. And I get it because Bungie's staff was sent home and yeah all that stuff yeah crazy stuff and but i am loving where destiny like it's it finally has a good story and it's had a good story for years like since like forsaken back in 2018 it like it told a great story about like noah like aldrin sob and then they took his character and like they killed him. He got revived as a guardian. He didn't know any of his life before. He didn't even know who the hell a Cade Six is. Yeah. And then he re- they redeemed him to be a great character. And it was just like they finally have a great story and great gameplay mechanics. It is finally the fir- a first person shooter version of World of Warcraft that it was <laughs> kind of hyped up to be, although it's nowhere near as convoluted as yeah, that. Yeah. I, I could never play WoW. Right. I could never nah, play that game. No time for that. But yes, like I could. Like it's not like the Old Republic or yeah. any of those. Right. Any of those games, which they still have content coming out for those games. Yeah. Somehow they have. Although it's the MMORPGs are really popular, though. I mean, Destiny is one of them. Although it's kind of like an FPS. Yeah. Although not kind of like an FPS. It is an FPS. Right. It has the mechanics of Call of Duty and Halo. Yep. But. Um. Yeah, I just I just wanted to touch on that. Oh yeah, they, for they sure. Got, they got the big 30th anniversary again to bring it yep. back to Gallahorn, and, and they're making they're partnering with Nerf to make a real life <laughs> version of the exotic rocket launcher, which dropped all the way back in, um, like it dropped all the way back in. Well, just scroll down, um. Wait, scroll up. I think I saw something. Fortnite. Destiny 2's Galahorn is one of gaming's most legit. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> How much is this thing? I'm looking for a price. <laughs> no, they, they announced that they're partnering with Nerf oh, to, make, okay. to make a real-life version of the Galahorn, right. which if that comes out before Christmas... <laughs> Put it on the list. This is my last Christmas as a kid, so... <laughs> Come on, I'm still getting toys, so don't worry <laughs> about that. I still put <laughs> toys on my list. Yeah, well, baby, you gotta. I mean, point. you gotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta. Uh, I, you know. Yeah. 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 Ah, <laughs> oh, got anything else? Um, it's just so funny that they're making a real life version of that. Like it's a Nerf gun. It's like I'm probably gonna hang it in my room, and then it's like it's already my favorite Nerf gun ever because. 
Oh, for it, sure. It, it, well, you have no idea how powerful that thing was back in 2014 and like the, the winter, the spring and all the way up to the fall of 2015. It was one of the most powerful weapons in any video game ever. <laughs> you could not get on a raid team if you didn't have that gun. Right. You couldn't. And I remember I got it from a multiplayer match where I finished in last place. I finished in last place. I had a 0.5 KD and <laughs> I ended up getting it. And I guarantee there were so many people on my team, like half of the people on my team probably didn't have it and they wanted to choke me out. Right. And my friend that was in my party who bought it in week, the second week the game released. Um, He was pissed off at me too. I told all my friends who played the game, they were super pissed off. Like everyone's got a got an experience to how they got it because oh, yeah. it's a it's literally a game changer. Right. It's like it opens up so much for you. And if there was a solar burn on the nightfall that week and you had Galhorn, you were playing on easy mode. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was a, the boss went down and like like you, that was when heavy ammo synths were a thing at the time. So you could just unload your ammo and then you could use heavy ammo synth and then you would be reloaded right back up and then you just you just go right back in on it yeah and the boss would probably be dead by that point and yeah the titan bubble you could use the weapons of uh, the damage buff yeah on a fire weapons light you could have gone with that it it, it turned bosses into swiss cheese yeah it's <laughs> awesome right on <laughs> oh any last seconds? Yes. Stuff? Any last words for today's episode? Um, looking at <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna be watching the Yankees closely. So, I mean, for your sake, but <laughs> oh yeah, I mean for the podcast, you gotta know what to yep. talk about. You gotta know what I'm. Oh yeah, be. nope, I'm uh, I'm up on. You it. gotta know whether I'm gonna be happy or pissed. Pretty much, yes. Pretty much. Well, I'm glad you're happy this week. Very happy. I you couldn't be more happy. Oh, apparently, um, the 16 year old Roderick Arias is the number one international prospect for the upcoming. International signing period in January. 22. Wow. Okay. The Yankees are reportedly the favorite to sign the six foot one switch hitting shortstop. Okay. So one thing I will say, the Yankees, they don't really build their teams that much through the draft, even though their number one prospect was drafted. And the New Jersey, Anthony Volpe, a New Jersey boy. Yep. He's around my age, actually. <laughs> so like an, oh. an Arias is younger than me. 16. Oh, God. I'm getting that age where prospects are going to be my age. So yep. for sure. Uh, anyways. Um, yeah. From Ming Chen and the shared universe podcast studio. I'm Cameron Woolley. Like subscribe, buy a shirt, buy a shirt, follow my stuff, join my discord server. I am available like basically 24 seven. I, we could play games. We could talk sports. Yep. We could talk whatever. Like, I have a lot of interest. Hell, you can even talk politics with me if you want sure. to. And as always, 
Well, no, I'm not like talking about like with politics. Do we could? Right. <laughs> I've always thought about like doing kind of like an election night special where like yeah. I, it's like my friends and I did did that. Yeah, like once where we we were all talking like election nights and Discord servers are funny. And anyways, stay classy, New Jersey.